want me to start? I mean, you are Joshua Martin, so it seems. Well, I guess it's, it's, I guess it's called yeah, produced, so maybe it doesn't. It's 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 yeah, it's more cold, you know. Bang bang bang. Bang bang bang. Okay, here we go. What's up, beautiful people? It's your boy Joshua Martin. Oh, that's the handoff point. That's the handoff. Uh, <laughs> What's up, beautiful people? It's your boy, Joshua Martin, and this is the first episode of Produced. I am with my partner, co-host, however you want to say it, Cody Wells. What up? Cody Wells, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes. there you go. <laughs> Here I am, ready for this. Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so I guess without further ado, we can just uh jump right in and kind of explain exactly what this podcast is for and what mm-hmm. our what what we're trying to do with it and what uh you all can expect from this uh moving forward uh but first let's just do some quick introductions uh of ourselves uh so i'm cody wales i am the director of strategy for joshua martin studios a lot of you at this point may know me from other contexts um and then we have Joshua, go ahead and introduce yourself. I am Joshua Martin of Joshua Martin Studios. I am the director of visuals and the founder. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, we wanted to make this podcast because uh, in the past few weeks, we've actually been in the process of officially starting and growing a creative business. And mm-hmm. we thought it would be helpful for people to see our process um because we know there's a lot of other people out there who are wanting to grow their own creative business or their own creative Mm. side hustle um and we wanted to really you know just capture our learnings that we're having so that you can uh learn from them and grow your own thing yourself so anything you want to add to that joshua um no no you pretty hit you pretty hit it the nail and the hammer. Wow, took me a while to say that. Um, and then just... All right, this is Cody from the future as I'm editing, editing this, and I just wanted to, to point out that you, you still didn't get it right, but, you know, that's okay. So the name of this podcast, I don't know if you said this, is produced. Did you? Ah. <laughs> We're new to this. We're new to the podcast. We're new to putting together this whole business strategy and targeting all this stuff. So this first episode is kind of rough, but bear with us. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun journey. But yes, the name of this podcast is Produced. Um, and Cody and I are really passionate about um, learning and sharing what we've learned, especially like in the creative space and also the business space. So personally, like I've been doing... Uh, photography and film for the past eight years or so but seriously (laughs) but seriously for the last um I guess I could say the last four years but seriously quote unquote as in like I was calling myself a photographer I was making money but the thing is money was coming in and money was going out quickly and so this is the so this partnership this team teamwork here just um we're we're trying to you know grow a business not just say i'm a photographer but then be a starving artist at the same time so um this channel this this stream of content will help um 
you all who's in the same boat to um, follow the best practices and kind of learn from our mistakes, especially my mistakes. I've made a lot of big mistakes creatively and financially. So this is also my journey on uh, correcting that moving forward. And Cody's here to assist because he is very knowledgeable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think there's, I mean, I think the starving artist uh, kind of stereotype that exists. I don't think that needs to be true for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's just uh, understanding of how you can, you know, think through and build your business in steps, uh, and no, not overdo it or not underdo it. Uh, I think. A lot of people can be successful and make a lot a good side income if that's what they're doing to do wanting to do or you know if they want to turn into a full-time thing i think it's there's a lot of people that have that capability if they just uh go through the right steps right so that's what we're trying to do yeah here so that was a long explanation but that's what the premise is for this podcast yeah so i, I could i could talk to the kind of the llc and partnership thing so uh how we kind of all we got into this um we haven't really shared this anywhere yet so i guess we'll do that now um so a few months ago or not a few months ago probably a month and a half ago maybe uh joshua had his gear stolen which was super unfortunate and i mean it still sucks that it happened um but i uh through that process, I was like, well, maybe I can reach out to some of these companies uh, and see what I can do to help Joshua, uh, being a friend. I was like, that's the least I could do. Um, not thinking that there would be any type of business relationship that would come out of it. But I ended up reaching out to a number of companies, and one of them actually got back in touch with us and was like, hey, we love the stuff that you do. Would there be any opportunity to work together in a brand ambassador type of deal. And then we were like, whoa, um, uh, there's like this moment of like, well, this is like, that's what you want, but we weren't expecting that at all. And there's this moment of like, uh, but this is just like a side thing. How do we work? Like, how does, how does this become an official legit business and are we capable like is that a thing that could be even possible at this point um how do we say like if we say yes what happens um so it's like this crazy moment of uh opportunity but kind of chaos on the back end because we didn't really know what we were going to do um and then we thought about it we're like well i guess the thing to do now is to make a legitimate business and form an llc and that kind of stuff. And so it's with my background in business, uh, it's a natural kind of partnership that emerged between Joshua and I, um, with his creative expertise. Um, it's like, Hey, like you have these skills. I have these skills. That's what is those two things are what are needed to bring together a successful business. So like, let's, let's just do this. Um, and so that's what kind of started it all off. Um, we're, well, we've been working on that deal. Go ahead. Well, actually, too, before before actually all of the the craziness of the companies reaching back out and stuff, uh, you and I had been you you had already jumped on and said, "Hey, look, we need to let me help you make a, uh, a business plan." 
um, to see True. where you're going. So we started doing that months before any of this happened. And so um, it did die off a little bit because life happens. You know, Cody, if you guys didn't know, Cody and I, we both have nine to five jobs. And um, Cody works for the Florida Hospital. I work for the University of Miami. So our time is consumed by a lot of stuff, but we're very passionate about the skills that we have and, and working elsewhere aside from our nine to five. And we're on top of that, we're trying to, he was trying to help me form my business plan. And so um, this, all of this good, all of the, out of the bad that happened, it pushed us even more to really, you know, nail down and get serious about the LLC and um, where this business is going to head to. So. True. That's a good yeah. point. Um, yeah. I forgot about that. It was, we kind of were doing some stuff and it was progressing, but really, really slow. And then all of a sudden the opportunity came up was like, all right, we either take this seriously and really take advantage of this opportunity, or we go back to the kind of mediocre work that we're doing, the slower work. And yeah, I, I, I mean, that's what we decided to do. Is, I think that's the case in a lot of things. You just got to like when those opportunities come up, you just got to go 100% at yeah, them. Yeah, because uh, a lot of people might, might hear the story and think, oh, man, they just got a hand, a hand, uh, a hand-me-down, not a hand-me-down, a handout, basically. And and that's not the, I mean, it's not the case handout. because we yeah. were doing the work. I was doing the work. I've been producing stuff on YouTube for a while, and, and the company has been following me because I've had their products. And so I've already, you know, contributed my money to their company um, I've talked about this stuff. So they are aware of who I was. And it, it just things just kind of came together when it happened. So I think that's very important to know because, no, I'm, it, it wasn't it wasn't like here <laughs> you get everything. No, there was there was a process and um, there's expectations that need to be met. And so I'm learning that as well. We're both learning that as well. So, yeah, let's, I think for the rest of this, we're just going to talk about um, what we've, so we've kind of got a background of what we've done so far. Um, we're in the process now of kind of developing all the business systems from accounting to all our bank accounts to uh, project management, all that stuff. Um, we're kind of at the beginning, just kind of it, moving forward on that. There's a lot to do with that. So I think we just can just move forward and talk about how that's been so far, kind of how from your end, Joshua, you've seen that improve how you're able to run a business and then maybe even some of the challenges. So first, how, just a reaction on your, on your end, how uh, have um, you felt about the it's process? It's daunting, honestly. Um, the there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that need to come um, into place for things to run efficiently. And and I think that's what we both care about the most is like making sure all the little things in the background are running well, that that allows us to do the things that we really want to do. And that's something I had to learn that I'm learning with my current job because there's already a process um, set. And so when I got into the job, I'm the, uh, let me, wow, I'm the production manager at UM for admissions. And basically, there's a there's a process that I have to create, and there's a process that's already there. And so, c coming from a freelance type of mind, I was kind of like free spirited in a way. But then, being free spirited, you can you can mess up, you you can not uh, follow your responsibilities, and all these things. So, translating that to running your own business, there is a seriousness, there is a um, 
level of um uh, what's the word i'm looking for yes <laughs> there is structure that that has to come in place because um if you don't have a process you will be drowning and drowning in all types of uh you'll be drowning in your client work you'll be drowning in your uh your own type of uh workflow like it'll be just too much to handle so learning how to create a structure um that fits the way you want to work is very key and then also just doing all the the legal stuff as yeah. well yeah i think that's the the one thing that i think a lot of people uh underappreciate about the business space is that it's like yeah the, the processes of how you create is important um but you have to also be willing to take the time to do the uh, more administrative type of work like you have mm-hmm. like getting your llc getting all the the uh tax numbers and all these things set up so that you're you don't have to worry about that moving forward. And I think for, yeah. for especially in the creative business, having that can seem daunting, but it's once that's done and you do it right, you don't have to worry about it. So you have the increased freedom to just focus on creating and working with clients. And I think that's really where we're at right now is trying to establish all those processes and that structure so that you can, so that there's an increased focus on mm-hmm. creativity rather than, having to worry about like, oh, well, I have payments, all these other things. So, yeah, we'll have to spend time on that. But I think once the structure is there, you're able to do so much more creativity create creatively than you would have if the structure wasn't in place. Right. Yeah. Exactly that. Yeah. So I guess what from your end, um, what are some of the challenges, Joshua, that you've felt in this new process of starting a business and becoming official and building structure and all that, the stuff we were just talking about, what are the challenges that you've seen? Right now, um, time, time is a big, big one. Um, cause it's not enough time in a day. So it's really just part having your priorities straight. And I still struggle with that. Cause some days I'm just like, I just want to play Xbox or some days I just want to just sleep (laughs) when all those get thrown out the window well if you just make time for it like here and there but time is a big one um uh i think since this since this is our first partnership my first partnership with a company um learning how to be professional and at the same time being staying true to who you are um because like when we had our our talk you know it was just a reminder of like the reason why they chose to do this is because they liked the way we did things they liked the way we shot things so don't just conform to you know what you think they might like to stay true to who you are um that's the reason why they reached out to you so maintaining that that integrity um and um maintaining maintaining feeling like you're feeling overwhelmed that's that's one that's when I really felt this week. I know you felt it too, because um, you you told me that you did. Um, so just that feeling of overwhelm, being overwhelmed, because you you know, guys, in case you didn't know, Cody's doing his master, so he's in class late nights most of the time, and so it's like we're doing all these things and figuring out how to run a business and um, all these. It's yeah, it's it's a lot. It's just a lot to juggle, but we want to do this. We're passionate about doing this. And so the fact that I think since we see the end goal, we have that end goal in mind. 
not a, not even an end goal, just that milestone of reaching different platforms. That's get that gets us excited to just make the time, yeah, and uh, and uh, get things moving. And take taking that time, especially when there's you know three other things or whatever on your plate, not mm-hmm. to mention personal stuff, and just taking the time to to decompress and not you know get your mind in the space that you need to be to be able to be productive and accomplish all the things that we're trying to do at one time and not be overwhelmed by it yeah what were your what are your challenges i mean i think for me it's not being like overwhelmed in the number of things that has to be done not even not even in terms of time but just like there's literally so many tasks that i want to work on that and they keep coming up as I think through like oh we should be doing this and that's like oh yeah and then we should be doing this and oh yeah we should be doing this and then it's just this continued building of tasks and then and then I get to the point where it's like all right well I gotta do like we have to do some of these like we can't just keep adding on things to do um or if there's other things that we need to do how do we add those and capture those without it becoming overwhelming like all right yeah that was a good thought we need to do this but Let's just put it in Basecamp, or which is what we're using as our project management software. Yeah, Basecamp. Um, not paid to say that. I feel like you have to do that on any podcast. And yes, we're not. We're not sponsored. <laughs> um, but it's like, how do we put that there and not feel obligated to do something with it? Because that's the that's the biggest struggle for me. Like I can capture it, but then I see it on Basecamp, and I'm like, well, I know I have to do this other thing, but I see this now. How do I like? I want to start doing that or at least like dabble in it to see what I want to do. And then getting back to your thing, it's like there's only so much time in the day between our jobs and grad school and for me and all that. So that's the biggest challenge for me is managing that. So just a quick, just to go back a little bit, we had asked a question, um, what's been the most challenging thing about the process of forming an LLC, working with a brand, uh, a company, um, and Cody just said his answer. My answer has been just time. There's not enough time to get to all the things that we want to get done um, and done very well because uh, my nine to five, I work for the University of Miami. Cody works for uh, Florida Hospital. So our time is consumed during the day and just finding that time getting back home. Cody's doing his uh, his MBA. So it is a lot of just other things happening, but we're passionate about trying to grow this business. Um, and also growing the learning aspect of this business. That's why we're trying to make a podcast. Um, yeah. What, was, what else? What else is there? How has it? Yeah. Like. How, yeah. Like. How do you think? And obviously, we're in like the process of improving. Like this isn't done yet, so it might feel a little chaotic. But in terms of like looking back, how you ran freelance before, and you kind of touched on this, but like. How does it feel running the business now as we're building more structure, like with Basecamp and uh, QuickBooks and all that, all that stuff? It's uh, it's giving me uh, more confidence now because it's it's very difficult. A lot of a lot of freelance photographers or videographers will know this. It's very difficult to run the business and run the creative side of what you're doing. So teaming up with people. I'd say this creativity is a team effort, honestly. Um, it, it's sure it stems from the individual, but when it comes to doing it effectively, it is a team effort. And so being able to partner up with someone who has the the right side of your, the, the left side, is it, what's, what's, what's this the creative side? Is the right side the creative side? 
anyway like but like splitting the responsibility responsibilities has um greatly helped my confidence because now you're you're learning how to uh shift focus in a way where you can just work on the things that you work on but you're still doing all the behind the scenes stuff but you know down the road you'll be able to kind of work simultaneously on two different things um which will benefit as a whole so it's like you get to focus on more of the creative aspects of the business knowing and still thinking about the business side but knowing that there's someone else thinking about the business side so you don't have to worry about it as much like before it was only you and so if something didn't happen like well there goes that project or there goes that paycheck or there you know (laughs) things that are important um and now having that collaboration kind of is able to allow you to focus on that and then for me it's kind of the opposite like i get to focus mostly on developing the strategies and the businesses business systems and then dabble in the creativity which it's like the i think that's that's the beautiful collaboration when you can have the strength and like a little bit of overlap on each end Cause like you were doing a business, like, you know, like you knew how to, like, you knew the fundamentals of running a business from a freelance perspective. And I know I'm strong at business, but I dabbled in creativity. So like having those two commingle, I think is like the perfect, uh, space. And then you learned from me and I learned from you. And then we both like, and elevate our, our abilities. Yeah which is really cool. And that's really what it's about. I think that's in the creative space or business space and life in general. It's just really about always growing and finding ways to push yourself to be the best self you could be. So, so. I just realized we're wearing very similar shirts, but creative vibes and hustle. hustle. Make it ha- I need to get a make it happen shirt or something. Yeah. We got a brand at, wait, is that, can we take that? No, no I, don't, I don't think we can take that. Do we have any questions from the audience? We could do a live question and answer right now. Let's say live question and response because we don't have all the answers yet. True. We can respond. Yeah. We can respond. Um, for the three people who are still watching this, <laughs> if you have any questions, let us know what happens. I'm, I'm trying to figure out this person. So you're asking how are swishes and bass drops created um i guess you're talking about something from editing you can find them on youtube type in swishes swish sound effects and bass drop sound effects peter mckinnon peter mckinnon (laughs) yeah i mean i think audio is like your next frontier or like sound design is your next frontier for absolutely for elevating the production level of absolutely right right now you guys have probably seen uh, the two posts i've made right now on my instagram i'm i went to a holocaust museum or memorial and i filmed a lot of stuff with some of my anamorphic uh lens and everything but the challenging part right now is sound design because uh like i said in my description it's easy to build an environment with a city or ocean or it's easy to find those sound bites anywhere and create those 
But when you have something like this, like this sensitive, the agony, the pain that you see in the, in the sculptures, how do you recreate that? And how comfortable you are listening to that over and over again. But um, that's the challenge I'm facing right now when it comes to building this, this small video. Um, so yeah, sound design is everything. Okay, yeah. wait, wait, wait. We have a legit question right now. When okay. editing in Premiere, okay, this is, this is an editing question. When editing in Premiere, speed ramping is what I, I want to learn. Smoothly going from slow to fast instead of, instead of one speed and then in the next speed and the next moment, how to manual focus. Okay, that's another question. So with speed, with speed ramping, uh, it, depends to, it depends on your editing software. If you're in Final Cut, this one way to do it. If you're in Premiere, there's another other way to do it. But the biggest way, two things you need to do while shooting for speed ramping. One, shoot in 60 frames a second or higher. Two, um, add motion, add movement to the end of your shot. So if you're looking at a subject, you're kind of slowly panning, panning, and then fall out of it. Because that fall out of it is going to help smooth out the transition and post. Um, yeah, that's, that's a heavy question. And a lot of people on, on, on YouTube have talked about how to speed ramp um, in Final Cut Pro and Premiere. But, but the main thing you want to focus on before you get to your post is how you shoot it. So shooting a higher frame rate and then the camera motion after you finish the frame. So if you're going to look at something pan up quickly, you look at something pan down, pan left, pan right, those will help smooth out the transitions when you make a... Uh, yeah, that example, that example there, and add a sound effect to enhance it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just oh, and contribute my part right now, man. Yeah, to, yeah, you're you contributing. Know, gotta be here. My face um, is here. <laughs> how to manual focus, man? You just take your lens, go to the infinity, and then go to the closest distance, and then keep doing that. Yeah, you'll practice. Yeah, I think that's the key. That way. It's practice. Um, since I have my lens now, I've been shooting a lot more. And I'm not as experienced as Joshua in this, and it's more of a hobby for me, so I can actually address this. Like, for me, shooting manual has been a bit of a challenge to get that crispy, like, perfectly sharp image. Like, I was down in Miami. All right, goodbye, Joshua. Um, I was down in Miami uh, a month ago, three weeks ago. Um, yeah, a couple weeks ago. And for a weekend. And so I was shooting a lot, and... I then got back and was looking through all my images and most of them were pretty sharp, but there was only like one, which is actually the profile picture that Joshua has now. Um, I just plugged myself. How rude. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that was really the only one that was super, super sharp. Um, so I think it's really just uh, a matter of spending the time with your, with your lens and with your camera and really kind of getting comfortable with that. And then you can get, it's kind of like muscle memory. And what most people forget on your camera, I wish I can show my camera, but my GH5 is my my coder right now. But <laughs> your your um, viewfinder focusing, you need to make sure that's focused to your eye. Because if you're not using that, you're going to be getting a lot of autofocus uh, images. And so make sure that's focused, sharp to your eye, whatever your eye distance is. And then, like I said, just play around with focus. Like go from your most minimal distance all the way to infinity. And then get a feel of that. And the more you fill that out, the better yeah. um, you'll yeah. get. Because all my lenses, I don't have no autofocus lenses. All my lenses are manual. But I know exactly how sharp they are and how sharp I can get them. So it's a matter of practice. 
Yeah, and I think from a from a business perspective, I think you have to do that outside of working for a client work. Like, like you want to get a lot of work, but like doing that practice, like you have to spend that time outside of stuff that you're getting paid to do, or outside of like do doing projects for fun, or just literally going out after work or throughout the day and just being like, I'm gonna sit here for three hours or four hours and just play with my camera and figure it out. Because you don't you don't want to sit there like if you're a wedding photographer or whatever, like you don't want to be in the middle of a wedding and like they go to kiss and you're like, ah, well, I kind of missed it um, because I didn't practice enough. So I think it's the key to spend that time and have that discipline for whatever you're doing to, to nail it. So cool. Yeah, bro, we got two, we got two more questions. <laughs> Just do it. <laughs> um, he says, hey, guys, which camera would you recommend for entry level videography? Honestly, your phone. If you have an iPhone, if you have an Android Oh, it says for under 400 pounds. So yeah, if you have a phone, start using that, honestly. Um, there are a lot of powerful apps out there that will utilize your phone's camera to, to override the manual settings on it. Um, and then you can get a gimbal. So you can just kind of rig it out and be completely mobile because all these smartphones are very powerful because you won't find a good video camera for $400, in my opinion. Um, you have to kind of go up between six to $800 or so. But if you have your phone, Definitely just use that to your fullest capability, especially an iPhone. Uh, I personally use an iPhone, so. Yeah, and stuff like Filmic, Filmic Pro, and like, if you want to upgrade it, kind of elevate it one, to, one, one step above that, like I have a Moment Lens that I use with the, the Moment case, and it just kind of elevates the phone you're able to take. And there's some other, like you can level up to a, whether you want, like I shoot with a Sony A6300, Joshua has a GH5, which is like one, Step well, probably the gold standard in, in terms of prosumer um, technology. So, I really just I mean, I think the, the key is to just, yeah, like Joshua said, you have to be able, like, you just have to be shooting with it. Like, that's that's the bottom line. The best camera is the one that you're using. Yep, the best camera is the one you have with you. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah, you can't buy it, you can't buy creativity, period. <laughs> Yeah, that's I mean that's for me. That's why I downsized. Like I had a Canon and a, a few years ago, and I had to I switched to mirrorless because I'm like I like the image quality that I was getting out of the camera, but I wasn't taking it with me anywhere, so I wasn't shooting. So yeah, it was more expensive and it was beautiful, and I loved it, but I didn't use it. It sat in my in my uh, in my drawer, which is terrible. Anyways, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think we answered that question. There is another one, but I think so. Okay, um, you have good questions. It's loaded though, and Cody has to go. But DM me your question, and eventually a video. There is a video that I'm gonna do that's gonna come out because there's a certain way to shoot with the GH5 and how smooth you can get the images. So yeah, DM me that that question, and then we will get to it as soon as we can <laughs> cool yeah that was up. the first episode of produced thank you all who are on instagram live who've been part of this um but yeah it's i mean this is what it's like we're we're on this journey of trying to to share knowledge and joshua's really started that a lot with the youtube channel and just trying to as we're doing the business side of things really trying to capture that and help share that as many ways as possible to to make sure that we're you know, helping as many people level up as possible.
I think it went well. I kind of, I really like that. I th and I think, hmm, I think doing that more is good because it creates authenticity in Ron. It's like you were saying, like even if we don't have the perfect answer, like capturing that is good. I guess I should turn off my recording. Have we ended the podcast? All right, I'm stopping mine. This has been episode one of the Produce Podcast. Tune in next time when I continue to talk with Joshua about business things. Boom.